to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiscus, Brady Liming, and Todd Griffin. Welcome to episode 25 of the Play It By Ear podcast, and uh, we're at the end of this podcast. We'll be a quarter of the way to 100. Very daunting. I never never thought it would go this quickly. Time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. Well, we had the period of time there where we were recording two a week. I think that... That's true. Definitely. But uh, I guess we're... Well, how many weeks are we in now? We started... Mid February, so mid early August now. Yeah, I can't use those fingers. <laughs> it's about five months. <laughs> about a little over five months, maybe. Uh, I can't remember if we. I can't remember if once we started, if we did we did we stop after that at all? Did we take any weeks off? No, no. we were we were about ten days off when you went on vacation. But that's yeah. that's the yeah. biggest break we had between episodes. So yeah, all right. Uh, so thank all of you for uh, sticking around with us. Hopefully we can uh, continue entertaining you. Um, after I introduce my uh, partners here to my left, Brady Liming. Hello, hello. To my right, Todd Griffin. Howdy. A uh, couple things uh, to go into. for We had a Facebook Live before we started this recording. Uh, just a few things about the numbers. Um we had our highest listen total of our five-month careers on Monday of last week. Uh, we had 57 separate listens on that day. So, uh, again, thanks all of you to, for that. Uh, even though the uh, numbers of the last two episodes are a little down, and maybe people are catching up or whatever, but, uh, again, episode 24 is still out there. Episode 23 is still out there, along with all of our episodes uh, anywhere you can find us. Uh, first of all, uh, you find us on our website, anchor.fm backslash play it by ear podcast. In addition to that, you can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, among others. Uh, that's where you can find the audio version. You can also find the video version on YouTube, uh, starting with what would this is this our fourth episode fourth now that we've yeah. done? Something video where you can see our faces we did a couple earlier on where we were using just pictures of things as we talked but uh four episodes where you've actually seen us uh, so you can find us on our youtube channel there play it by ear podcast we search it there uh, you can find us become a subscriber and you can see our smiling faces it's like brady here so uh that's where you can find us on uh as far as seeing and listening to our podcast also find us on social media, on uh, Facebook, search Play By Ear Podcast. Also on uh, Twitter, at Play By Ear Pod 2. And you'll see all these things up here above my head on the YouTube uh, channel. Uh, that's where the text will be showing where all of our uh, outlets are. Uh, Instagram, play underscore it underscore by underscore ear underscore podcast. That's where you find us on Instagram. And uh, you can email us also at uh, playbyearpodcast2020 at gmail.com. 
We went the simple route with that Instagram. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very simple. <laughs> yeah, when I set set that up, that's the only way I could do it, and I'm not sure why that is. I, again, I'm not. I'm a novice to Instagram, but for whatever reason, that's the only way I could put all the words together. You can't smish them all together in one long word. You have to separate them out. So yeah, I don't know why that is. Anyway. That's where you can find us, so uh, please do uh, pass it along to your friends uh, if they might enjoy a little comedy relief in their life. Uh, tell us, or tell them where you can find us. Yeah, and I might add that we are somewhat trying to stick to our, our every other week having a guest. <clears throat> of course, Mr. Matt Vaughn was our first guest, and then uh, your brother-in-law Joe was our second guest. Joe Pilger. Joe Pilger for episode twenty. Four, four, which again, like Eric said, is the Christmas in July episode, and it was a lot of fun to do. It was, it was a lot of fun, and we realized like every episode, but especially something as big as Christmas, that episode could have been five hours long, probably. Uh, you know, yeah. we had to really limit it, limit it to what we were saying, but we will definitely be doing more Christmas episodes. As the actual Christmas rolls yeah, around. Actually, yeah. yeah, maybe even a couple, maybe a month of Christmas episodes yeah. or something for December. Could be. Because there's so many directions we could go. Yeah. I also would like to add that I'm still holding the can of Vienna sausages here. Yeah, we haven't populated our table here with anything. No, we haven't. I yes. just about brought something this week. Yeah. So, and I forgot it. And we're going to keep these until we, uh, I think it would be more fun to do the taste test when we have a guest. Yes. So... You may be that lucky guest uh, that will be on the show and find yourself sampling these goods. The good news is, you know, you were worried about it being there a few weeks. Trust me, I think that thing's probably been on the shelf since about 1958. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) They also make excellent projectiles if you need to. (laughs) My multi-use treat. Speaking of which, if you would like to be a guest... If you'd like to be a guest host on the Play It By Your podcast, uh, let us know one way or another. Uh, email the various Andy. ways Fiscus yeah. told you guys to check. You know, you can contact us, send us a message, make a comment. I will tell you, there are three of us obviously here and three of us that check that look at the Facebook page. And sometimes it's hard to, you know, like Brady might see something that the two of us don't see. And then once it's been seen or once it's been read, we may not get the note. No, does that happen to you sometimes? Yeah. Like you don't get the notification. So if you do make a comment... And we don't get back to you. We try to reply. One of us tries to reply to every comment. But if for whatever reason we don't, um, you know, make, Be the, persistent. Comment, yeah, yeah. Be make persistent. the comment again, send the message. Because it does sometimes get overlooked, not on purpose, just out of design. That reminds me. Um, I want to give a shout out to Kenny Enlow for um, locating the rat race apparatus. <laughs> apparatus. See what I did there? And ah, nice. Uh, that was mentioned in the Starting New Founders Day episode. So you'll have to check out that episode to see what I'm talking about, but um, it is a it was a piece of uh, nostalgic goodness that he found at that auction. Thank you, Kenny. And then we said we need to find a 35 year old rat to go with it. It was at the Founders <laughs> yeah. Day in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, thank you for yeah, that for was that, pretty Kenny. cool. All right, so uh, now on to business. Uh, yeah. The way this works. Uh, of course, we have three topics. Each of us bring one to the table. We talk about it for 20 minutes, and uh, sometimes those topics take different forms. Uh, sometimes they make you think. Sometimes they make you laugh. Sometimes we play a game here, and that's kind of what we're all going to do here today. Uh, exactly. We're going to think, we're going to laugh, and we're going to 
that made me laugh at some of these dreams Brady's getting ready to talk about. But uh, Brady's our first uh, victim. I don't know if you're victim or whatever you want to call you there. Uh, you, you have the first segment. So take it away. All right. So the topic I'm bringing to the table today is we all have them. And some of us remember them more than others. But uh, this is about weird dreams. Now, the twist is we're going to have our humble hosts recall some of the maybe strange dreams that they've had in their life. And uh, the little twist we're going to add here is we are going to check it out. Um, I'm going to consult my handy-dandy dream interpretation dictionary. And we're going to find out a little bit um, maybe what was... uh, chipping away at their subconscious when they had that dream or when I had that dream and um, maybe if you want me to start it off gentlemen I can or I can kick it over to one of you guys doesn't matter to me you're it's your topic dude all right whatever you'd like sir call it okay so um I, I full disclosure I've always been a very vivid dreamer and um, they could take on some weird forms and I, I tend to remember them but um, just to give you an example of what we're getting at here, you know, we know that a lot of people have dreams that, you know, they're being chased and or maybe, uh, you know, the, the one that always gets mentioned a lot is that, that they're in a public place and they're in a state of undress, you know, whether they're in their underwear or something or worse. And But um, I'm going to kick one off that I don't think many people have had. And uh, this was back in college and I had this dream that I walked in my mom and dad's kitchen walked into the kitchen door and all of a sudden i turned in if you can imagine your uh (laughs) you know your health book from your um seventh and eighth grade year possibly but i turned into a liver (laughs) and my head was on the end of it and i was a giant liver which end which well that that that, yeah that's that's to be debated it's a liver it doesn't matter it all does the same thing Uh, so for fiscus's sake let's be happy it wasn't a spleen exactly Exactly. (laughs) not too far away and i I think this was a precursor do you remember the timing of this dream because it could have been a precursor to you having Uh, mono yes it could have been maybe your subconscious knew you had mono yeah but it it gets better like if you could imagine this picture of the liver and my head was on the end of it like a big fattened caterpillar and i was uh crawling through the house and i was going help i'm a liver i'm a liver (laughs) and then my mom in the dream just says oh you'll be fine and i wake (laughs) up now um what I would like to know is, does anybody else ever turn into a liver? Can't say it. I have. No. And, and the irony is really cool because we had a little bit of Skyline before we started recording this. And I always blamed it on the fact that I had had Skyline right before bedtime. You'll have to let us know if you turn into a liver tonight in your dreams. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> so was it? Okay. Let me picture this. Were right you through. an actual live, like, 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 like. An actual liver. Yeah. Or were you were you a la Fruit of the Loom characters? Were you were you dressed in a big <laughs> foam? Uh, <laughs> you know, I know exactly what you mean, and that scares me. <laughs> With just your arms and your feet out of the. Or door. or were you were you the actual liver, or were you or were liver. you the health health book drawing? No, um. And it was a pretty two-dimensional for my... But if you can imagine, I'm making, if you're watching the video, I here's the liver, and my head was on the end of it, and I was like, wow, 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 crawling through the house, going, help, I'm a liver, I'm a liver. 
And that's, uh, that's gross. It, it's really gross, and I, it's really. I, I just out picture a uh, picture off of Weird Science. Uh, the brother, yeah. Chet, Chet, when he yeah, turns when he him turned, into the poop, the poop or whatever, just how it's kind of just a, a blob, a glob with a head on top, and <laughs> that's pretty accurate. <laughs> how it looked, you know, and um, but so um, yeah, I, I totally blame it on the skyline. But the interesting thing, when I consulted the Dream Dictionary, when one dreams of liver, they have a deep seated. Fear of people being mean to them. Okay, okay, back up. I know. Back up. So, I, to me, there are a couple different ways you can go with this. So, you, you dream of liver, and you see me doing the air quotes on the, on the mm-hmm. video. The dictionary you were looking at, is that like liver that you eat, like chicken liver, or a dream that you are... Maybe you should look in the section of the dictionary where it says you dream that you're a bodily organ. Well, I'd say I've been referred to that a couple times, but um, <laughs> but like, um, dude, don't be a bodily organ. <laughs> you're such a bodily organ, as opposed to like a uh, pipe organ or something. Yeah. But um, but anyway, um, no, it it just ambiguously says it said liver. There was no, uh, like, is it, like, liver and onions that they would serve at Shoney's back in the day? <laughs> but, um... So were you, like, a diseased liver? Like... I, I looked like you, a healthy oh, liver. Yeah, I was going to say, were you jaundiced? Uh, I, I was not. It was just like a... Like like I said, it was just kind of looked like a... Honestly, like a pre-cooked liver that somebody would get out of the, uh, you know, the butcher's case. Gotcha. But it, it, was, it was a very strange thing, and it, it had to be this guy right beside the haggis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting okay. start there. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ever eat a liver? Because I, I know what a liver does. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I, I'll take the next one if you want me to. Go ahead. Uh, we just want to kind of round robin it here, where we because I have about four, and and I will say that I'm the opposite. I don't I don't remember my dreams. My dreams are never very vivid. So even the ones that I'm going to talk about here, I, I, I can't, when I'm recounting them, or they, it won't be exactly how it happened, I'm sure. But the one that stands out, everybody has the uh, dream that you, for whatever reason, need to hit someone. <laughs> yeah. And you have no strength. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a pretty common one, so that's why I wanted to start with that one. And I never really know the situations why, because I, I, you know, I'm not a person that. I'm not You're a, a lover. You're a lover, I mean, not you a know, fighter. It's, like it's, but it always seems to be where you, you, there's no other choice. You have got to defend yourself or someone else, mm-hmm. and, and you go to throw a punch, and you just, there's, it's a wet noodle. It's just a, it's a, uh, a limp wristed effort at, at best. <laughs> and what does that mean, Brady? Are you looking that one? Okay. Up? I have the answer, okay, sure. Awesome. I, I kind of figured this one was coming. I had it marked. Um, when you dream of fighting and it is frustrating and all your fury, you cannot release the energy, meaning you cannot, you know, your punches mean nothing. Um, it says that, uh, let's see, um, it means that you cannot release the energy you have. It represents your inner conflict you have in your waking life. So... So oh. what was going on in your life at the time? I, I never He's did. not releasing that energy. He's feeling pent up. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, I, the one thing is, is I've had that dream more than once. So, you know, they say you're not. People don't have reoccurring dreams or nightmares, but I, I, I just, I do. So, do you remember any point in time being no. in angst in your life? No, no more or less than usual. Um, yeah, it's just weird. Again, yeah. and I can't. I never remember a certain situation like, oh, I was at this particular establishment and someone came. You know, it's never that. That part never sticks in my head. It's just the the actual yeah. physical of. Like, like throwing a punch with a broken arm, you know, just... Right. It, it's kind of like when Hulk Hogan goes to Hulk mode and the and the bad guy was just punching the heck out of him and he was no-selling it, like, no, no, it wasn't hurting him. So you were just flailing yeah. away on somebody. And, yeah. yeah. So, interesting. And the fact that it's recurring, like, there you go, man. Maybe it goes back to my, my brother, because he, you know, back then, he would do the old punch me in the stomach as hard as you can you know tighten up his stomach and i'd punch it and punch it punch it and that's how harry houdini died yeah 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 uh but anyway and uh so maybe it's that because you know i just felt like no matter how hard i punched his stomach i couldn't get a reaction out of him and i like to think that after i walked away he was uh went in the bathroom and threw pain. up yeah some dry heaving but uh i doubt it i'd have been pretty small at that point he won't yeah. do it. he won't he won't, won't do, do it, it now, now. yeah <laughs> eric what about you <clears throat> all right so i'll uh I'll piggyback off that fighting dream, and I. There's a maybe a little different angle on it, but uh, I don't know if your little dictionary says anything of a different nature. But uh, why, why do you have to insult the size of his dictionary? Well, you and your little dictionary. Yeah, you and your tiny dictionary. Like, <laughs> it's a cold in here. What, what are you overcompensating for, Brady? <laughs> well. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I had this dream, uh, I mean, it's at least been 15 years ago, probably now, but uh, my my late wife, obviously, was in the bed beside me, and the dream was someone had broken in our house, and I was running through the house trying to get away from them, and in our old house, and Todd, you lived in this house. You know what I'm talking about. You go up the stairs, and there's like a half wall. So in the dream, I went up the stairs around the half wall, and I crouched under or behind the half wall. And as the perpetrator came up the steps, I came out from around the corner and punched him. Problem was, in real life, I punched my wife in the face. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I did. Oh wow! So explain that to the authorities. Exactly, but I I didn't. I mean, I didn't cause any marks or anything. I mean, I just kind of startled her, I guess. But, but uh, and uh, yeah, I, I don't don't know what brought that on. I, so yeah, what what did what did you what did your little dictionary yes, have to say about that? Dictionary. What does well, your embarrassingly tiny little dictionary have to say about that? Well. Just let me. I had to choose a bit and piece of that. Right. So I focused on that you hiding in the wall and then surprising them. So in the dream, if if you hid someplace, this dream implies that you are trying to protect yourself from someone by hiding things. If possible, try to confront the situation instead of running from it. So you were probably holding back something that you weren't really wanting to get out in the open. So you hit your wife. <laughs> <laughs> That old chestnut. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. So I, I, I will say what Todd said. I mean, I don't know what that would have been. But, but 
who knows? It's been a long time. You know, whatever your day-to-day things were that you just got to push back, you know? It could have been nothing major. It could have been, like... Could have been work-related. Oh, yeah. It could have been, like, I had two cookies instead of one, and I don't want them to find out. I will say, though, you had an excellent plan to uh, topple the intruder. I would have gone with the little hooked umbrella end out just to trip him when they walked by. (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I, I got one to throw into this. Like, it, it, it's kind of similar, the whole hiding and the escape plan. Um, probably, I'm going to call this the scariest dream because I was pretty convinced I was dead in real life. Um, now, of course, okay, I'll, let me just start it off. So here I am on a motorcycle evading terrorists in Sardinia. So I'm on a motorcycle. Is <laughs> this like Back to the Future? Yeah, yeah. And it's very action movie. I'm on a motorcycle and I'm evading terrorists. Now I know there are terrorists. Was there a bed race or a rat game involved? Uh, there might have been some rats later, but um, <laughs> but anyway, like I was just you know, it was like a chasing the movie where you're looking over your shoulder and they're still you know, and I'm evading shots and very action movie, and they shot me in the back <laughs> and it hurt. And as I was bleeding out and dying in the dream, I was waking up in real life. So it took me about a minute to figure out that I wasn't hit. I was just having a back cramp, you know, a random cramp, and Charlie worse, <laughs> or in this case, a Charlie Clydesdale in the night. And I was waking up, but that was really disturbing because I was pretty convinced that I got hit. <laughs> and uh, the last thing I saw was going to be this terrorist standing over me to finish up the job with the shotgun he hit me with. Well, so, so um, terrorist. So would have this been? You you said you don't love it, but would have it been? Back to the Future time? And now this would have been later. This would have been the 90s. Yeah. This would have been early 90s. Back to the Future might be the first movie I remember where, like, the term terrorist, because you had the uh, the people who shot oh. Doc were... Yeah. There, there were there were a lot of terrorists in the 70s, like people yeah. hijacking planes and things. Yeah. But, I mean, that's my that's my first memory, kind of. I mean, plus, that movie wasn't exactly a, a heavy movie. Yeah. It was a pretty lighthearted movie, but it had... And where I, were they from? Where were the terrorists from in that movie? Were they... It seemed like they were Middle Eastern, but I don't know if there was a particular... I was thinking... See, I was thinking it was... Maybe more, Libyan. Libyan terrorists. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing is, my tiny dictionary has an entry about terrorists dreaming of terrorists, and it says, to see a terrorist in your dream might be connected to your opposite, the shadow archetype that lives in all of us, the repressed and ignored side of the dreamer. This is the misunderstood part. So evidently, I feel like I'm misunderstood, and my bright, shiny exterior, I guess I have a dark side that's coming out as a terrorist in my dream. Nice. Yeah. My, uh, they, right, Eric, Libyan. They were yeah. Libyan terrorists. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I will say, and this is kind of an offshoot, but terrorists did take a, a back seat there in the 80s because it was all Cold War in the 80s. Yeah. So you yeah. didn't hear much about terrorists necessarily. Yeah. I mean, you had, plus your Rambos, movies like that weren't necessarily terrorists. It was just baddies. Just, uh, <laughs> just bad, baddies. Yeah. It was Red, communists. Red Dawn. Yeah. Yeah, those communists. Um, my the scariest dream that I've ever had. Well, I have had a reoccurring shark dream many times, mm. which would make sense. We all we yeah. know how you feel about Given sharks. My fear of sharks in their inhumanity. <laughs> but the scariest dream that I've ever had. I'm thinking it was around the time 
one of my one of the creepiest uh, bad men in movies in horror movies would be from the movie Phantasm and the character was Tall Man or as Brady would call him Tallman Tall <laughs> <laughs> you know it would have been near as scary if I just would have known him as Tallman <laughs> but Tallman if you've never seen Phantasm it's uh, Tallman is the the monster and he's exactly what it he's just a tall old man tall skinny old man this would have been before the whole Slender Man phase I'm not sure if you guys right. are familiar with any of the Slender Man stuff if you're not, Google it. Um, but anyway, and then that character combined a little bit with the old man in Poltergeist. Uh, uh, I yeah. think is it Poltergeist Two, where the he comes to the door. Yeah. So a tall man, like yeah, like Bill the, Walton. The Lord is in <laughs> His holy temple. <laughs> Remember that scene? That I've never seen the movie, so I can't. Oh, creepy. So anyway, so I had a dream. That and this is this is one. This wasn't reoccurring. This was one night, but I had a dream that in the dream there were multiple nights. So in every night, as I was in my bed, I would hear like mumbling, like just just mumbling. Not yeah. nothing I could pick out. Just it just and and I would you know I would wonder what it was, and then I would just finally go go to sleep. Well, one of the nights in this in this dream, I realized that it was someone on my front porch. On, I could hear my. We had a one of those kind of metal glider, those old fashioned right. metal gliders, and I could kind of hear, hear it knocking. It would it would knock when it went back and forth, in the frame. It would hit the frame, so I could hear the mumbling, hear the knocking, and I, I it dawned on me that someone was sitting on the swing on our porch in the middle of the night talking to themselves. So, I get up, I go out to the living room, which we had the big picture window, and I could see from behind. A care, someone who resembled Tallman and the old creepy guy in Poltergeist sitting, just sitting on the front porch. Like two figures he's sitting together. Just just a guy sitting there oh, on the porch. Guy. Yeah, one guy okay. staring out in my yard, mumming to himself and just kind of rocking back and forth. As I see him standing there, I look over at my door, the front door, and I see that it's unlocked. And I'm standing... You'd have, you, you remember my house, but I'm standing kind of the entrance to my kitchen, into the hallway, and I see the door. I look up. I see the old man sitting there, the, and I see the door again, and I start to run for the door to lock it. And as I do that, he stands up and turns like he's going towards the door. And before I can get my hand on the door, the door handle opens up, and he burst into my house. Tallman burst into my house, and I woke up. So that's my scariest dream ever. Oh, so I think the part I'm going to focus on in that dream, there, there's several areas, but I think I'm going to focus on the door because it seems to, it, it seems to. Uh, Out of all that, you focus on the door? Is, by the way, this is uh, the the palm readers and stuff. This is exactly how they do well, this it. This is exactly how those um, hucksters, so, charlatans. <laughs> so um, I'm guessing you're married. Yeah, I'm married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Oh, man. I just focused on the door because that, I mean, Tallman's scary and everything. But uh, the fact that... Uh, so so you're not going to focus that I, I dreamed someone was on my porch? Well, we could get there. But but someone sitting on their porch is scary. But the fact that they were bursting in the door, yeah. I think that's where we need to focus on. A door translation can change. Depend- okay, it is open. Okay, so um, uh, these here we go. If a door is open and you can't get it, it's very po- it's a positive symbol. It suggests open opportunities. 
But um, so anyway, depending on the room, it could change the meaning. So there's some possibilities, and it sounds like, you know, your potential was like trying to burst through. And with that, it was getting pretty deep in here. So, so you're saying that? See, that seems much more complicated. I would just would have thought I just watched a movie. I watched. A movie <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's what makes this yeah. tiny dictionary funny because it's like uh, <laughs> aside from the tiny dictionary funny is, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I dreamed about liver because I eat spicy food. That's but the whole uh, you know people being mean to me that makes it funny. Well, and just just to finish off my list here, I, and then I know the time's out, but I'm wondering if you guys ever had this dream. I had a dream many, many years after graduating, and this one, this one has happened more than once, where I was back in high school playing basketball, but I was out of high school. Uh, so you were cheating. Like I was cheating. And you knew that you shouldn't be there, but you were there anyway? Everyone knew that I shouldn't be there. Oh. Yeah, and I was cheating. Now, I personally... Were you sitting think, on the bench, or no, were you actually playing? No. That's, I mean, it, if you're going to bend the rules and have somebody come back that's not it's too old, I mean, you, obviously they're going to be useful to you. But in this dream... I don't I'm, think I'd be useful at this point. Well, in this, in this dream, I wasn't like old. I mean, this isn't like... I wasn't like my age now. I mean, I was always like 21, 20 years old, oh, 22. Okay. So I think that's probably... A couple of things could be happening there, and then we'll see if if you can look anything up on that. I think number one is it's me feeling like the like some sort of unfinished business, some sort of unfinished task or job, and that's easy to figure out because you're never a high school athlete without the goal of of, of winning a state championship and whatever it is that you're doing, or at least getting you know. So that's probably something with that. Blame it um, on Wyoming High School, Todd. Did, what did that happen? Yeah, that was your senior year, wasn't it? When you guys got a job at the tournament. Oh, that was my junior year. Oh, junior. Yeah, year I thought you were saying somebody lied and said they. <laughs> Someone actually did that. Said we need to go back and protest <laughs> that loss. Yes. Yeah, that was my our claim to fame. I played against a uh, future NFL football player in that game. Mm-hmm. Played for. Uh, think did he go to North Carolina? No. He went to Ohio State, didn't I he? I think so. Plummer? Yeah, Plummer. Went and then he, yeah. I know he played for Tampa Bay in yep. the NFL for a while. Yep. Um, the, the Dream Dictionary, it says that uh, it could be repressed or stored memories, parts of your personality that you think that you need to grow up but you haven't yet. <laughs> you could be having that dream today. <laughs> or, you know, it's a time in your life, uh, feelings or relationships. Hey, I, I mean, I don't... Dream when I was playing sport, but I, I frequently have a, the recurring dream at college or high school where I have an assignment or something or a test that's due and yeah. I forget about it. Man, that's just anxiety, you know, right. stress. But but uh, I know we're over. Eric, do you have anything Bra- else? Brady had like ten years out of high school. Brady had a dream he was back in high school, and <laughs> oh, yeah. and he was in every yearbook <laughs> in every yearbook, and then I realized that it happened. <laughs> no dream. Or maybe but. you weren't really in. Maybe that's not you in the yearbooks. That's it's part of the dream. Maybe we're all having this dream that Brady was in the yearbook every year for ten years, and you really weren't. But maybe I will wake up and then I'm still in high school. Yeah. And this all this podcast it was actually a dream. <laughs> That'd be awful. Yeah. So uh, interesting topic. Um, Eric, did you have any more dreams? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. You're good. Tornadoes, clowns showing up with no. Uh, oh my. No clothes on. None, none that I can remember. Again, I don't usually remember. Yeah. 
Um, I've dreamed in cartoon before that I was animated. <laughs> I've dreamed in black and white. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Um, have you ever dreamed that you can't see? Like you, you were getting something that you really wanted, and then it's like you got Vaseline over your eyeballs, and you can't. Everything's like distorted and blurry, and you can't see it and can't enjoy it. I remember uh, getting like toys, and I couldn't see them when I was a kid. What am I? Go ahead, Eric. Vaseline over your eyes. Well, you know, like the, the, when they, when they said that, uh, you know, they put Vaseline on security cameras to keep uh, when they're breaking in. I got gotcha. that. One of the uh, funniest dreams I ever heard about, and I'm not going to go into details of it because it's not my story to tell, and it's also, I, I would never be able to do it justice, but my cousin John, he had a dream once that all of his aunt and uncles, which would be like my dad and my uncles, they were in a band, and like he, he to, hear, to hear him, to hear him, he was at their concert, to hear him tell the story of like each one of them and like the instrument they were playing and what particular spot they had or job they had in the band was pretty, pretty hilarious, and I... I've been trying to have that dream myself since then. I can't, but I, I can see your dad banging out the Slayer covers. <laughs> hey, what, uh, what, what did Chuck play? I can't remember. I can't remember what it was. But but he uh, again, you'd have to you'd have to meet my cousin John. He he does pretty good impersonations of. of Were the lyrics bowl hummers? Oh, bull hum on parade! It was a uh, it was a remake of the over twenty million yeah, records sold. Like Zomphier and the Pam Flute. Slim Whitman. <laughs> Richard Claterman. <laughs> Christy Lane. Roger Whitaker. Wasn't there a Williams that she always... Allow four to six weeks for delivery. <laughs> yes. David Hasselhoff in Germany. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Very good. Fun times. All right. So it's on to me. And... My topic is another episode or segment, Am I the Anus? A-I-T-A. Asshole? Anus? Whatever <laughs> A you would like to put in there. So, uh, the way this works is we go to Reddit, which is a, uh, if you don't know what Reddit is, it's a kind of an open source build. But but no, I'm thinking billboard. It's not right. But post like a message board, board sort yeah. of thing. Like you can type things in there and people can communicate back and forth. But this particular Reddit again is uh, called "Am I the Asshole?" We and we've never played this particular game or, or this uh, live before. We the only time we did this we were remote, weren't we? Yeah, we were remote. Yeah, I don't think yeah. we've done this. Correct. Face to face. Okay, so uh, the the description of the Reddit feed is a catharsis for the frustrated moral philosopher in all of us and a place <laughs> to finally find out if you were wrong in an argument that's been bothering you. Tell us about any nonviolent conflict you've experienced <laughs> and give us both sides of the story and find out if you're right or you're the asshole. So, so I'm guessing that violent conflicts is like, well, I got really mad at this guy and hit him with a baseball bat. Was I wrong? Well, <laughs> that kind of yeah, like takes all the fun out, doesn't say, it? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a kind of a thing saying that. Uh, yeah, you're probably wrong in that particular thing. Okay, so here we go. First one entitled AITA for telling my mother-in-law that her arrangement is disgusting. Okay. 
So we're currently staying with my in-laws, but doing our best to save and move out. Mother-in-law does not hide that she can't stand me <laughs> and that our presence is a massive inconvenience. I've always suspected that they had an open marriage because of some of the off-color jokes, but I didn't really care or want to know. Yesterday was my father-in-law's birthday and they had some friends over. I felt obligated to help in the kitchen because it's one of those houses where the women do all the cooking and the men sit around. Mother-in-law was talking to her best friend about their marriage and the friend asked <laughs> if uh, she can be with anyone she wants. And uh, I'll let you yeah, enter yeah. the word in there. Yeah. But... Uh, an open marriage. Open. I'm, I'm reading over your shoulder, and it's very, very well played. Car carnal knowledge there. Uh, so, mother-in-law explained that they have some rules, and they can't sleep with anyone who is an equal. <laughs> what? <laughs> she said they only go outside the marriage with people in service-type minimum wage jobs, <laughs> like, like they're made. <laughs> Someone who works at their country club or a bartender. And these are her examples. Uh, she said they do that because people in those positions don't count as oh, real people. Oh my gosh. So can, we, hey, can we stop and say that we don't... Again, this is but, not anything yeah, we had... No, this is just a, a reading of a Reddit feed. This is not us passing judgment on anybody other than well, wow. mother-in-law here. So I couldn't bite my tongue anymore and told mother-in-law that she is disgusting me. Those fake people have more grit, work ethic, and character than she could ever have. And I'm glad I wasn't born in a Victorian novel like she apparently was. She didn't say much, but she asked my husband to have a talk with me about respect. She is now, she is now trying to say that I'm closed-minded, I, but I don't care that they have an open marriage. But I think her comment deserved to be called out, even if I'm a guest in her home. I, I'm thinking this is kind of an easy one. Uh, yeah. ma maybe not, Brady. Uh, what, what's, um, your, what's your thoughts here? Uh, I think that, uh, okay, now, so, well, wait a minute, I gotta, we're not. This is a risky uh, game to play because it's hard. We gotta be careful not to come off as assholes. But yeah. we have to approach this from a, you know, Judicious. logic. Yes, using logic, using reason, using being real. Walls. Um, so, um, since the, 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 the daughter-in-law is asking, is she an anus for that, calling that's, out that, the mother-in-law? That's the ultimate question here. Um, I am going to say, no, she is not. Um, because... The mother-in-law just sounds like a rotten person. And it doesn't even have to do with the, the open marriage. It's just her, her view of humanity and how people are beneath her and disposable. And I think that's what this person's saying is, hey, I'm not judging their open marriage. That's up to them. Right. But this is something I could Yeah, Yeah, that, that, that's pretty rotten. <sighs> let, let me play devil's advocate here. At the risk of me looking like a giant jerk, let me. Uh, okay. let me yes, Mr. I, I can't wait to hear this. So here, okay, here's my take. And again, it, this show would be very boring if we were just, you know, right, you know, same page. So first off, very very inappropriate behavior by the parents to have this thing of uh, to to even refer to these people as less than because of their choice of career, because of their station in life, whatever. Yes. Don't get me wrong, that's terrible, but. 
I do feel, and this is why this game to me, it's not always so easy as am I an asshole or am I not. I don't think this person was an asshole. But I do think that they, it should have been them that had to talk to the mother-in-law. It should have been the mother-in-law's actual child, the spouse. So she should have went back she to her husband. She should have gone to her husband hey. and her husband. I, I, I'm just a firm believer in, you she, know, if, if my wife has a problem with my, not that anyone can have a problem with my mom and dad because they're perfect. But if, they, if she did, it would be up to me to talk to my mom and dad, right. not for my wife to call it out. You know, shy of them committing some sort of crime. So right. yes – the, the mother-in-law, the father-in-law seem like pieces of garbage, in my opinion, with, with the way that yeah. they're, they're treating people like garbage. So well, she is. I mean, we can't yeah. speak to the father-in-law. Exactly. The, father, the mother-in-law place. seems like she's treating people like garbage, so then I'll label her as garbage. But again, I think that the daughter-in-law should have went, gone to her spouse and the spouse gone and talked to. Wow. Yeah. I think that's fair. That's fair. I would have had a hard time. I'm not very confrontational. I would have had a hard time curbing my tongue. See, I don't no. think I, I think I did. I mean, I would have easily made the choice not to have anything to do with the mother-in-law, maybe yeah. not to even go back. But I still I'm still a respect thing when it comes to and we don't know how don't, old like is this like a 20 year old daughter-in-law and like maybe 45 ish like our age. You know, or is this like a an elder? You know, in their sixties, seventies, eighties. I don't. Not that that really changes my answer a whole lot, but there's some there's some subtleties. So yeah. interesting. Wow. And and I, uh, Todd, I I like your answer. I like the uh, the totality of your answer. I, I think your take on that makes a lot of sense to me. It's reasoned, judicious. Yeah. Um, and I guess in this particular situation, the only thing I would say to that is you also have the angst of these people are living with the in-laws, and this is probably the straw that broke the camel's back sort of conversation. Yeah. That didn't allow for, hey, I'm going to wait and tell my husband about this because I've just had enough of these people. Mm-hmm. So it's hard telling what else was going on in this whole yeah situation yeah. with them living with each other, but... Uh, yeah. All right. Good start. Good yeah. start. All right. <clears throat> Next situation. The title, AITA, for refusing to lend my friend a dress and a pair of earrings for her budget wedding and maybe body shaming her in the process. Oh, wow. All right. I, who I in this particular situation is an 18-year-old female have a friend who is also an 18-year-old female who is recently married. We can call her Jane. We went to my sixth form, and although she dropped out when she got sixth form, I think this is from a foreign country. Okay. That's what this is. So So sixth form would be like yeah, a, a school? Like, okay. Yeah, like school. Um, although she dropped out when she got pregnant, we've stayed in touch. Because they're going to be having a baby, they don't want to spend any money on a big wedding, but they still want a small celebration. Her parents have a nice back garden, and it's possible to social distance in. So this is a relatively recent recent. situation. Jane contacted me and asked me if she could borrow some things for her wedding outfit. I didn't double-check. I probably should have. But I assumed that she wanted something borrowed, like a necklace, hairpin, etc. And she asked me for a dress. Not a very expensive dress, but it would look quite nicely for a simple wedding. I can see why she wants to wear it, but the problem is that Jane is bigger than I am. I pointed out that we were different sizes, and she asked if she wanted to try it on first. Jane said that her mother, 
who is apparently good at sewing, can modify the dress to fit Jane. Uh, I admit I freaked out a little. Like I said, the dress wasn't expensive, doesn't have any sentimental value, but still like it. Never seen her mother sew, don't really trust her to cut up my clothes. I told Jane I wasn't really comfortable with that, but she was happy for her to, but was happy for her to look at the accessories or jewelry that I have. Uh, Jane got a bit upset, said that I could always have the dress back, but I stood my ground because it's not like I could wear it after she had been, after it had had been modified. So she looked at the accessories and said, uh, long story short, uh, she chose some earrings, uh, Jane got really mad about the whole dress thing and uh, said that she didn't want to dirty my lady's jewelry. Kind of a sassy sort of way to say, uh, you know, you're you're kind of looking down your nose at me. Uh, she also accused me of looking down on her for being a young mom and not finishing school. So everyone is divided. Jane's mom and a couple of her friends say that... Uh, there are more hers than mine and think I'm com- being completely unreasonable. Some of her friends think she's on, they're on her side, but, uh, so, uh. This, are you, were you going to, the edit there? That's some important information, I yeah. think. Uh, she went on to say that, uh, one of Jane's friends suggested disinviting me from the wedding altogether. Uh, someone else asked if in that case Jane would be giving back the things she'd already taken. Now it's basically been split down the middle and Jane is apparently in hysterics because one of the girls who is meant to be her bridesmaid is being mean to her. I'm uh, going to send her a message asking to talk to her before it gets any worse. Uh, So she she sent Jane a message. She'd obviously been crying, was still extremely upset. She yelled at me on the phone for a good five minutes, then she hung up. Uh, Her mom just texted to apologize and ask for a link to the dress as she and Jane's husband are splitting the cost of it and a pair of nice shoes to go with it. So, what do you think? Sounds like a bit of drama. That sounds like a lot of drama. Um, no, I got to come at this from a guy's point of view, and you know, because we really don't have exactly the equivalent. But um, if uh, one of you fellas said, "Hey, could I borrow one of your shirts?" But here's what I got to do. I gotta split it and like you know modify it, right? Um, I that that that's pretty intrusive. Yeah. Um, I think that seems a bit much to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, because simply because it's never gonna be the same again. You know what I mean? Um, and I know I, I'm not jumped into sewing and how difficult it would be to restore it but that's a pretty dicey prospect because I know seamstresses are hard to find so I'm going to say she is certainly not an anus um, absolutely not no I, I agree I, she, she's not an anus it's, I think it's pretty it takes take some testicles to ask someone to borrow something like that and say oh by the way I'm going to modify it and it doesn't matter whether it's expensive or you know, th- there was any sentimental value behind it yeah. because they're, they're, she liked the dress, so there might have been p- a potential sentimental value behind it eventually. Maybe right. she wears it and something great happens when she right. wears it. So, but I also think there's something else, and I'm going to sound like a crotchety, yeah, old, crotchety <laughs> old man here, but this, okay, so I'm assuming, you might have read this, I'm assuming that the girl's getting married because she's pregnant. Yeah, out of necessity. Out of necessity. Shotgun sort of wedding. Shotgun sort of wedding. Yeah. But I will say, if this isn't 
this whole argument and this back and forth between her and the bridesmaids, and if this isn't proof that they're not old enough and mature enough to be getting married, yeah, uh, I don't know what else is. And, and that's not to insult anyone out there who was married at 18 and, you know, whether it worked out, whether it didn't, I'm not judging. But it, it's hard to argue that you are you are mature enough to handle not only becoming a parent at that age, which obviously it's too late for that now, right. but it's all high school yet. But to get married, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can think of a good analogy, Todd. Like, if I asked to borrow one of your guitars, it's like, hey, can I borrow one of your guitars? And um, I'm going to have the neck readjusted and, like, do all this modification. I'm going to take out the pickups and put in my hand. That, that, that's a pretty yeah. intrusive, yeah. you know, so that just yeah. seems like an unreasonable request. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, yeah, you could apply that whole situation to whatever. Oh, yeah. But it just happened to be addressed in this situation. Can I borrow your dog? Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> can so. I modify my dog? Yeah. All right. So uh, another wedding one. Oh, my. Interesting. Yeah. Now, this one here could kind of go in many different directions. This title of this is AITA for having a dress code for our wedding. Okay. Now, uh, I've also seen weddings where you see in the uh, invitation, basically, if you have small children, don't bring them to the wedding. Correct. Sort of thing. So, uh so this could play into something like that as well. Which I'll add, I have no problem with that. Yeah. Is that if that's, I don't know if that will uh, come into play when it comes to my choice here, but I have no problem with that. All right. So uh, this is uh, we, a 29-year-old male and 24-year-old female, getting married this September. Um, up until recently, everything had been going to plan. Uh, issue lies in the dress code. We've been very clear from the beginning that this is going to be a white tie event. So, of course, there are strict rules attached to that. Uh, one thing we're looking really forward to is our wedding shoot. We spent a large amount of our own money on photographer, so she's looking forward to seeing pictures of people in their best. Uh, we've been very clear from the start that the dress code will be fully enforced. The invitations were sent explicitly, and they told the guests they'd be expecting a white tie, no unnaturally dyed hair, no visible tattoos or piercings. They were free to decline the invitation if they had a problem with this. Uh, we sent everyone who RSVP'd a reminder over the email repeating the dress code. Uh, this is going fine until one of our mothers has recently posted on Facebook a picture of a cocktail, and she puts cocktail in quotes, style dress that she wants to wear on the day. Of course, this isn't included in our dress code, so we informed her right away that the dress would be unacceptable. Another woman, who is a family friend, asked if she could bring flat shoes to change into after the ceremony, and we again directed her to the white tie instructions. Unfortunately, this has caused a lot of drama. Most sets of parents, cousins, some siblings, and many more people have messaged us privately to ask us to relax our dress code and allow them to be flexible. This isn't happening, so we have just pointed out to our white tie-only policy and told them that they have accepted the rules when they RSVP'd. In our opinion... While wearing knee-length dresses and suits rather than tux might be appropriate for a day-to-day -day life, they will doubtlessly look out of place at a wedding that is supposed to be fully formal. We're hosting a private event. Um, yada, yada, yada. Since we made this clear, we've been called assholes by people around us. However, in our opinion, this is our wedding. We've been very clear about our preferences all along. We've even told our guests that if anyone has a problem with this, they're free to drop out, even though we will still be paying for their seats now and not attend. Sorry, I just read the edit down there. <laughs> uh, so the edit. 
Yeah. Uh, just so you know, everyone shouting Bridezilla is being very sexist. I am the man in this relationship. Uh, and while my fiance and I agree on this issue entirely, I'm the one who posted the submission. So this is from the man's point of view, not the yeah. That the was a pl- twist. plot twist. Yeah, it was a plot twist. Da-da-da-da. Yeah, and, so. and you know, maybe that's maybe we were wrong for assuming. Yeah, well, kind of goes to show you, doesn't it? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I'm going to back you up on a little bit, Todd, because uh, whatever network is it, it is spends millions of dollars of advertising. To promote the whole Bridezilla well, thing, be, that, that they want you to yeah, think that. Plus, yeah. I mean, you know, there's no any guy listening out there. If you for one minute think that it's not her day on the wedding, oh, on shit. the day of the wedding, you're wrong. And, and, and oh, quicker yeah. you accept that, the happier you're going to be at least exactly. on that particular yes. night. I I have always said there are two days in the life that are a woman's day: prom and a wedding. <laughs> well. I know you mean there, there's definitely more days. Well, that, those two mean, in particular. I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. we are merely props in that whole situation. Yeah, which I, is, I mean, which is fine. I did. I've I've had two weddings. I I was fine with. Okay, you yeah, you, you I, tell me when to be there. You tell me what to do. I'll do it. Yeah. No problem. I I want to jump in here right off the bat and say that again, it's not to me. It's not black and white. It's not just there's a there's a lot to take in here. First off, being what we just said, that it's the bride's day. They are free to do how whatever they want for their wedding. They're free to have their wedding however they want. Mm-hmm. Now, as someone who personally believes that wedding, modern weddings have gotten out of hand, mm-hmm. both in scale and price and show, but right. not my wedding. It's a bride's wedding. So in that case, they're not in the wrong. They're not the assholes. Right. So that, I guess that's my answer for that. But I will say this. Much like they have every right to have this as their the formality, as their wedding, they have to understand if people aren't going right. to come. Because back to what you said about the you know the weddings where they ask for there no, to be no small children. Right. I have no problem with that. Now, if I can't go because of that, maybe I can't get a sitter. Maybe it just doesn't work out. Or maybe I'm against that. Then I have every right not to go. Right. But I have no problem with them asking that to be – you know. And, and I will say this. I'm kind of on their side to where if they're going to go through all this and have this this formal wedding and 80% of the people are, are playing along and and you got a couple people that just – I mean I think they're the ones who have the problem with control there. Right. Because like how could I – if I'm coming to your wedding and you say, hey, Todd, you have to wear a tuxedo and I'm like, could you – could you loosen up a little bit and let me wear a, a you know, tie-dye tank top, please? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm being pretty selfish to ask you to do that. So, I know that I know that she comes off looking like a bridezilla. Well, in this case, this guy, a groomzilla. Groomzilla. Uh, but I, I think that they're completely vindicated. Um, man, I have complicated feelings on this one because I, I agree with Todd that they have the right to ask that. I'm going to go the um, Jurassic Park postulate. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Um, like, I cannot imagine telling one of my relatives or friends that, um, I mean, okay, I have, I just had major foot surgery about a year and a half ago, and wearing heels is not going to be an option for me. so i'm gonna apply that to the you know um so like if if there is a lady that had the procedure that i had that's not gonna be a possibility 
So am I willing to exclude a beloved aunt or cousin or sister or friend because, uh, well, okay, what if they're in a walking boot? So are they not allowed to, so let's say that they're totally formally dressed, but so is that out of the question? Well, I don't know that we have enough information there just to think yeah. there's no, uh, no, exceptions. no exceptions. No exceptions. Is, I, I think, but it, it seemed like it was more like people just wanting to, to not follow the dress, code. the dress code because of not wanting to follow it. Yeah. You know? So it mentioned it mentioned hair color, tattoos, things like that. You know, again, if you have tattoos on your face or you have tattoos on your fingers, yeah. or your, it's kind of hard to cover them up. Right. But I could also see, like, you know, hey, if you have tattoos on your arms, wear, right. wear a long sleeve shirt. It's reasonable. It, you know. I mean, I, I have a tattoo, and, you know, I, I would never go to a school event. Yeah, I mean, I... sleeveless, you know what I mean? I, I also think that we're wrong to assume, I mean... It paints it as being this is the way this person is all the time. Like saying, okay, if you have tattoos or purple hair, I don't want to. I don't want anything to do with you. It's just you're, you're saying, hey, one day, one right. one night, can you cover your tattoos or can you wear, you know? So I don't. Um, you know, I agree. There's lots of you know. You might have an elderly parent, but it doesn't really go into that enough um, for me to call this. So technically, I guess they're not an anus. I, I mean, uh, on that issue. There's a lot. I'm doing that kind of holding my nose and under, you know, that is the letter of the law, right. you know. So to play by the rules, I guess they're not, but I don't like it. Yeah. To a degree. Well, I will say I and again, in true play by your fashion, I didn't read that before I read it here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I read that totally thinking it was the bride. I yeah, <laughs> I mean that edit was a total curveball, um, and and I will go along with what you said, Todd. I I think they have every right to say it. I they have every right to set the rules. I'm like Brady. I don't like it. Not sure I would go, depending upon my relationship with the people involved. But uh, after saying all that, if I choose not to go. They're not allowed to be mad at me for not being there. Don't yeah. be sore. Yeah, don't be sore. Don't be salty. Yeah. Uh, you know, if 10 people show up at your wedding when you're expecting 200, that's kind of the rules you've you set. Your so, you wanted it formal, you got it formal. Yeah, and everyone there is there is going to be in white ties, so there you so go. But, wear a blue tie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not in the rules, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I will go along also with I don't believe that these people are the assholes. But okay. I don't like it. But it's their day. Yeah. So be it. You want to do another one? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, and I in this particular situation, being a 19 year old female, I uh, used to be the skinniest in my family. My B BMI was also really low, of a 15. That is tremendously low, but uh, so pretty, pretty svelte. It was really hard growing up because my family members would feed me everything to make me gain weight, but that wasn't working. They would also make fun of my weight, call me a stick. Uh, mental health deteriorated because every time, basically, she was called too skinny and called a stick. Uh, after years and years of trying to find the best diet, I finally came across the perfect diet for my body. I'm really proud of myself for putting on weight. My BMI is 21 now. Um, 
so she finally enjoys her body and how she looks. So uh, relatives came over on Friday for, uh, and this thing says some prayers. So again, this is a foreign entry. Uh, they noticed I'd put on weight. My uncles and aunts were shocked. They called me straight up fat. And they were like, wow. OMG, you're getting fat. You should control your calorie intake. I was mad. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be. I decided not to comment on it. During lunch, they commented on how ugly and fat I'm going to look if I keep eating. Had enough of it because when I was skinny, they wanted me to gain weight. But now that I've gained weight, they wanted me to lose weight like make up your mind. I uh, started screaming at them to mind their own business because I didn't ask for their opinion. And I apologized for the following comment in advance, but I was mad. I told them to shut up because they're being very annoying when I'm trying to eat. And she used the F word in her comment. Uh, my cousins, who are Gen Zs, they're pretty young. I found this funny, but the older generation didn't. Uh, they're, they're Indians, so uh, from the country of India. Uh, so bad words are a no-no. Uh, my parents are super mad at me for disrespecting my family. I'm honestly tired with this because I'm finally feeling confident and in love with myself, but they're ruining it for me, so am I the asshole here? Okay. What was the age again, real quick? 19? 19. Okay. Living up was... Did it say whether she lived with her parents? Uh, I, I believe these are other relatives that, that came, came over. In. So she lives with her parents, but other relatives came over and called her fat. Brady, you want to uh, tackle it first, Brady? Yeah. She is not an anus. The aunt and uncle sound insufferable, jealous people. I would be curious to know what they look like because it looks like that they're projecting their insecurities on this girl as a control thing. So, uh, that like, it wouldn't matter what she did. She could be, you know, perfectly toned. Uh, she could have a great physique. Heck, she could sneeze golden eggs, and they're going to complain that they're not platinum. <laughs> um, so I totally support her decision for telling them to go and... Pound sand. Pound sand. Shut the coitus up. Um, what it, I think that's what it said. Um, so, yeah, yeah uh, because they uh, there comes to a point, you know, where you could be polite and everything. But that was just being mean and hateful. It, 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 like I said, it wouldn't matter what she did. So I fully support her. She is not an anus. And in fact, I'll hand her the megaphone. Todd? Uh, one of my biggest pet peeves, one of my, my least... I don't appreciate her to like it when people... This isn't whether they're elderly, whether they're from India, whether they're from... Any, you know, nothing. I don't. I don't like it when people... Uh, feel they have to point out to someone else things about their weight. What I mean by that is this. I mean, and I've been on both ends of that. Um, you know, four or five years ago, whatever, I kind of dedicated myself to fitness and got the best shape I've been in since high school. As a matter of fact, I weighed one pound more than I did when I graduated high school. Uh, and you start out, you know, it's like, hey, I see you're getting healthy, lose weight, congratulations. And then it wasn't long before, you know, there's rumors going around that you're sick. And that you're, you know, it, it, and it's like, it, 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 I can see where this girl's thinking, okay, so I would, this is the opposite. She's, she's too thin or whatever. She felt she was too thin, unhealthy, needed to gain some weight. And then she does. And again, it's like, you, you know, you, you can't make everyone happy all the right. time. I also think that there's something about, I'm going to, I'm going to make everyone mad who listens to us who's older, but I do think that that old, the older generation, 
I think sometimes there's some some sort of a letting down the guard and feeling that they can say that kind of thing to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had people in my own family, you know, every time they see you, they you know, they, they if it's not your way, it's something else. You know, it's it's some sort of something about your physical, you know. Well, you don't look good. You look pale. You look sick. You look. You put on weight. If you, you know, I, and it's, it's usually old. I hate to say it. It's usually yeah. elderly people. Yeah. So I don't know if it's something where in their in their generation that it was a something that was more accepted. And obviously now it's 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 not cool. It never was cool. But I mean back you know back then maybe. So I'm not defending them. But once again, I, that's not. I think that happens a lot. I think that you know. I don't know. I don't really know how. I would like to talk to a counselor sometime to explain to me or someone who understands that maybe maybe they're not meaning to be bullies like they sound like they're right. being because it's just something in there. Um, Sophia on the Golden Girls was a fictional character, and it was TV for entertainment. If you really are that direct and but that that's rude, it's not cute yeah, and funny right. like on the TV show all the time. But does it go into what we said with the first story, and is it is it – Okay for her to cuss out and yell at her elderly aunt and uncle, or could have she handled it differently? Because I think this thing always these this you always we look at this like okay, there's one right, one wrong, and I think a lot of times there's not. You're you're correct. And and again, before I said that it should be the the spouse's job to talk to his parents if something's wrong. Where are her parents? In this situation, when they're letting their, I'm assuming, brothers and sisters right. in the house talk to their child that way. That's that's the angle I'm approaching. So, again, I don't think anybody would blame her, but I also think, you know, could have she gone to her mom and dad? She shouldn't have had to, but maybe she goes to her mom and dad's and Maybe hey. she has. <laughs> yeah, we don't we, know. We don't even know don't that. Know. Yeah, there's a but, lot of the story we don't yeah, know, I yeah. think. All right, so... This 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 hits a, a nerve mm-hmm. with me. And and you see it. Now I did, we we said in the Facebook live we don't get really heavy here. Now mm-hmm. I'm I'm about to get a little heavy. Yeah. That literally figured it'll be, I don't know, but um you you see this uh discussion, I guess, and if you look at social media, you look at whatever there are some people in the world who tend to be in better shape. And again, on the video, you see me putting up the air quotes. Who feel it is their lot in life to tell everyone else what shape they need to be in. And a matter of fact, would defend that to the point of why should I tell that person or why shouldn't I tell that person that they look awful and they're out of shape and they're going to die at a young age if I don't intervene? Yeah. Um, you know, people feel like, some people, and I don't want to lump everyone, but some people feel like it's very simple to deal with that situation. And I say it's not simple to deal with that situation as I've been dealing with it all my life. Um, Sometimes I've been very successful with it. Sometimes I haven't been so successful with it. But is it someone else's business to step in and tell me what I look like? I don't feel it is. Um, I don't know that anyone who is 
overweight or whatever doesn't realize what the drawbacks to that are. So is it your responsibility to tell me or tell them this is what's going to happen to you if you don't lose weight? I, I, I have a feeling that people understand that already. Without being asked. Without yes. being asked for right. help or opinion. Right. Because obviously there's people, some people's job it is to help people in that regard. And obviously they're being asked and paid. and they're, Like they're trainers. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, I don't feel that if you're dealing with someone who... Uh, has an alcohol addiction or some other type of addiction, people are generally not so quick to jump on them and say, you're a dirty drunk to their face. Very true. But for some reason, people feel like they can step in and and tell people how they look awful. I mean, to me, it's not any different. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, and I, I would feel, and again, I can't speak for everybody, but I'll speak for myself, Having dealt with that all my life, it's not something that ever leaves your mind. Right. So I don't need you reminding me about it. Well, in this case here, it, it wasn't a matter of... It was the other side of the spectrum. Well, it, it was both ends of the spectrum, too. It that's, both. That's, I mean, it's, it's the double whammy. Yeah. yeah. Which, like Brady, which goes back to what Brady says is apparently, you know, there's nothing good enough for this particular, you know, branch or section of her family. It's... Right. Can't be too skinny, can't be too overweight, can't be, you know. So I've gotten way too heavy for this yeah. podcast and I no. just Well, this is a heavy I mean it's a heavy situation there. But but now I think I know what your answer is gonna be, but so do you still go into that she approached it the right way or uh in cussing them out, no. Yeah. Does she have every right to say it's really none shut of your, your business to tell. Yeah, yeah, shut your pie hole. That's a good point. There could yeah. have been a, there could have been a middle road. Met. There could have been. She could have met in the middle a little bit. She could have gotten her point across yeah. without, you know. Mm-hmm. And but I, I think you can come back from this in this situation she's in, because I think now again the, the one thing that's missing here, which is how many things could be explained by this, is the parents. I mean, how many things in life could be explained by where the hell are the parents? But where are the parents here? But if the parents come in now, they can fix this because they can say, okay, you've each been very disrespectful and disgraced each other yeah. and our family. You with your you know, consistent belittling of – Yeah, and then you with your going against our, our family custom of we don't, we don't use those words especially to our right. elders. So, but again, that, that, that they're, they're missing. There's not, just right. because she's 19 doesn't mean that she's not their, their kid anymore. Right. Yeah. And, and again, it doesn't matter – how old the person is. I mean, they still have feelings. Yeah. They, L- they little kids have, have feelings. You shouldn't, right. shouldn't tell a little kid that they're that way. I mean, right. it's just, yeah. So, again, well it, said. It, it hit a nerve. And yeah. again, we I got way too heavy and I apologize for that. But uh, No need to apologize. No need to apologize. But a good discussion anyway. Yeah, I, it was. We need to show this side of us every once in a while that we are capable of... Uh, Going down deep that thoughts. road. Yes, deep thoughts with Jack Handy. <laughs> All right. I used to love those. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, good topic. All right, Todd, time for you to lift the spirits of this podcast. All right. No Aww. pressure. All right, so I thought we would end this by playing a game. And usually, Mr. Fiskus, you are the MC, the host, the judge. 
you uh, while Brady and I get to compete. So thought it would be fun for you to get to compete for once. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I am not a game show host like yourself, so I'm just going to get right to it and say this game is called Incoherent. And that's why I choose to do what you're doing usually because I'm no good at these games. So, <laughs> so well, I'll stress the here part. H-E-A-R. You know. So incoherent. And the idea is that there are cards. There are three categories of cards. There is the blue card, which is party, gentlemen. Yes. Yellow card, which is uh, pop culture, gentlemen. And the red card, which it calls it kinky in here. And there are some, there are lots of them that we cannot do safely and keep it TV 14. <laughs> I will call them R-rated. Because there are some that I don't think fall under the yeah term kinky the kink umbrella. But I did I did spend some time and, and we always say we don't rehearse this and, and we didn't rehearse this. But I did go through and get rid of there was some we, editing now, now pre-editing done. Now that we have visual with the video, I feel like we can say a lot more because uh, these <laughs> <laughs> these were the red ones that we could not say on the podcast. <laughs> And keep uh, at at or below the TV fourteen, and these are the red ones that we could. For for so, those of you without the uh, benefit of video, that stack that we can do is about a quarter the size of the yes. ones we can't. Uh, don't say we don't have standards on this <laughs> yes. show. So the idea is is that I hold one of these cards up to the contestants, and there will be some words written here, and I will read them very slowly, and they are trying to figure out when you combine the words what the phrase is and we did one on our we did do one with uh, two facebook actually live. with facebook live and so for instance the words on the front of the card were graph tub here so i'll start out by reading them slowly give you guys a, a crack at it to see if you can figure it out and then each round we or each i guess turn we, I kind of pick up the speed and try to blend the sounds together a little more to create the word so again it was graph tub here so i would go faster graph tub here graph to beer graph to beer craft beer was the was the uh, uh phrase on the back that we were trying to come up with or the term so that's how it works and here we go and here we go so i thought maybe i would keep score here and keep points uh and the winner will get nothing <laughs> You chose the box. <laughs> the, the satisfaction of victory. What's in the box? Nothing. 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 Over Delaware. Absolutely nothing. Uh, so anyway, we may have listeners from Delaware. You should. <laughs> uh, we drew backstage to see who goes first, and uh, Eric, you were the winner. All right. So if you want to pick a category, uh, pop culture. Pop culture. That is the yellow cards. Okay. Okay. So do you both? Well, in our discussion, my thought was each of us get a guess. Then in the second round, you can read the description. Okay. Then we'll get another guess. You can read a little quicker. Okay, so we have check, fool, hey. Check, fool, hey. Chick-fil-A. You're correct. Chick-fil-A. There you go. Like nice that, job. man. All right, so Brady... Um, you want to pick a, a category? I know uh, it's pop culture and um, party. Can't, what was it? Party. Let's go party. 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 Okay. Spend. T. 
tub at all. Spend. Spin tub. Ah, spin the bottle. Spin the bottle. Very well done. Thank you. Thank you. That one made sense to me. <laughs> All right. Back to Mr. Fiscus. Mm. Uh, R-rated. R-rated. All right. We I'll have, break the seal. We have Sir oh, Gum His Shin. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sir <laughs> Gum His Shin. Circumcision? Circumcision it is. Uh. So uh, the, the hint was precise cut, and the description <laughs> oh, was gosh. genital surgery for the common man. <laughs> Very well done. Uh, All right, uh, Mr. Brady. Uh, pop culture. culture. That is yeller. Wimp. Coward. Okay. Herb. Pam. Howd. Feet, hers. Herb, herb. Sorry, herb. There's no capital H there, so it's herb. <laughs> herb Pam. There's no capital P. Howd, feet, hers. Herb amount of feeders. Herb amount of feeders. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't think, I don't think or, uh, I, think, I can see it. Yeah, I think you need to use Herb. the timer because he'll sit here all day. Herb amount of feeders. <laughs> um, Herb amount of feeders. I, 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 oh, I all right. yeah. Okay, Eric. Hermatobores. Good try. Good guess, but not right. Mm. All right, so we move to the next round. Um, I'll give you a hint. Okay. And then I'll say it faster. Okay. Cool clothes. Herb Pam Outfitters. Urban Outfitters. Urban Outfitters. Nice. There we go. Gary? <laughs> uh, pop culture. Pop culture? <laughs> oh, that was probably funny. Ab Pole Moose Sick. 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 Apolmusic? Apolmusic. 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 Is this really hard for you not to say knowing the yes, answer? Yeah. Apolmusic. <laughs> nice emphasis switch there. Apolmusic? Apolmusic. Ranger Dan and his. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> Another George Carlinism. Uh, I don't know. Brady? I think I got it. Okay. Ab pole moose sick. Apple music? Apple music. <laughs> the hint I was going to give you was Spotify for people who don't know how to Spotify or don't know about Spotify. Uh, All right. Brady, pick a category. Uh. Heck, I might as well humiliate myself. Let's go with the R-rated. All right. <laughs> Try Eve Finn. Try even. Dry heaving? Dry heaving. <laughs> Very good. See, I told you they're not all. Yeah. Not all Randy. Yeah. <laughs> Eric? Uh, 
right. We have a score update. It's Brady four, Eric two. As expected. Oh. Uh, party. 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 Bot till. <laughs> <laughs> Bot till cervix. You know, the great thing is on the video, I'm going to be able to type those words up behind yes. us. And you can play along at home. Bot till cervix. Bottle cervix. Bottle. Bottle cervix. Bottle cervix. Bottle. 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 <laughs> this is like a personal problem. Bottle. Bottle of vix. Bottle cervix. Bottle cervix. <laughs> bottle cervix a lot. <laughs> I got a big watch right there. Uh, uh, That's Flavor Flav. Oh, sorry. Got my, got my hip-hop artist mixed up. Uh, bottle cervix. Bottle, bottle cervix. Bolsheviks. <laughs> it's party. Remember that. Uh, that's right. <laughs> the communist uh, party. <laughs> uh, bottle of Vix. Bottle of, or bottle, or bottle of something. I don't know. Brady. I don't even know. Bot till cervix. I don't even know if this is a thing, but this is all I got. Bottle service? Bottle service. What's that? No. The hint says Grey Goose, and the little description says, because waiting in line is so beneath you. So I'm assuming it's... Like when you're in a club and they bring the bottle oh, and stuff to you. Okay. Going to okay. the bar. Yeah. Brady. I don't drink, so I didn't yeah. really enter my mind. But, uh... Let's go pop culture this time. Vienna sausages went to the floor. It's not Alright. Ton, hold, romp, shoe, near. Ton, hold, romp, shoe, near. Uh, tunnel, romp, near. <laughs> tunnel. Tunnel, romp, near. Tunnel, romp, near. What is this category again? Uh, this pop, culture. pop culture. Pop culture. Yeah. Romp schneer, tunneled romp schneer. Um, <laughs> tunnel. It sounds like backward masking. Like, like if I ran it backwards, it would say something. Tunnel romp schneer. Um, tunnel hold romp shoe near. Um, a ton of Rob Schneider. Nothing. Nothing. Why not say that? Like you were offering no, no, no thanks. <laughs> trying to quit. <laughs> trying to cut back on the road. Thank you. I've Eric? seen Deuce Big Low too. Ton hold romp shoe near. Ton old romp chenier. Ton old romp chenier. Ton old romp chenier. Ton old romp shoe near. Ton hold romp chenier. Ton old romp shoe near. <laughs> I don't know. All right, next uh, round, or the next go at this, I'll give you a hint. Uh, the hint is son of a, son of a, and I'll go a little, I'll go a little quicker this time. Total eruption here. Oh, I just got it. Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump Jr., yes. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't think that sounds anything like Donald well, Trump Jr. Well, you got I guess... Donald, 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 Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> oh man, that's All a right. stretch. Brady, 
Oh man. Wasn't that his? No. That was mine. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I chose that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Eric, go ahead. That's what I thought. Trying yeah. to cheat me. <laughs> uh Rated R. Rated R, here we go. Shook herd Addy. Sugar Daddy. Sugar, sugar Daddy. daddy. Good. Yeah. You needed that one, didn't you? Brady. Uh, no, I'm not a Sugar Daddy. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, oh, I'll do one more of the red ones. Okay. Six Dang. <laughs> Six Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, when I first glanced at it, I didn't think that was an A. <laughs> I was like, that's not even hidden. Six dang long A. I got nothing. Six dang. Six dang. She said, six, uh, uh, I had no idea. Eric, you got any ideas? Six dang. 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 I don't know. All right, here's the hint. Former Congressman Wiener's favorite way to spend the day. Six dang. Six dang. Six dang. I have no idea. Six days. I got it. You got it? <laughs> I do. Are, are you conceding? I'm conceding. Sexting. Sexting. Ah, Very good. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Not dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric. That's a party. You're making a comeback. We now have... I think that was mine. Comeback. I think that was mine. No, because Brady said I'll do one more. Oh, that's right. Yep. You're right. Uh, it is six to four. Uh, 25 to... Pop, pop culture. Sorry, as the we'll never get that one. That's not anything. Here we go. Tech get Mads tear. Tech get Mads tear. Tech get tear, I guess. Tech get Mads tear. Yeah. Tech get Mads tear. I will go with tear since that's the first thing you that's said and you knew the answer. <laughs> Tech gets tech get Mads tear. Tech gets mad tear. Category is pop tear. culture. Mads tear. Tech gets 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 Mads tear. I don't know. Brady, want to take a guess? I think I got it. Tech get Mads tear. Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster. Yes, the hint was going to be uh, fifty dollars service fees on twenty. Uh, yeah. Days. All right, Brady. Seven to four. It's your turn. Uh, let's uh, let's go party. Party. Do rug tests. The do rug test test the do rug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the bottom of one day and my hot sauce too. Do rug test it, do rug test. Um, uh, do, oh, oh, oh. Drug test. Drug test. Boo. <laughs> Eric? 
Got to work quick to catch up. Rated R. Rated R. The Rated R Superstar. Sack, son, Deb, each. Sacks, sack, son, Deb, each. Sack, sub. Sack, son, Deb, each. That son of a... <laughs> sack, son, Deb, each. Sack, sub, Deb, each. <laughs> sack, son, Deb, each. This is Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> you have violated my... Sex on the beach. Sex on the beach. Barstage. <laughs> you, uh, uh, you're so close, like tiptoeing around, that I'm, I'm shocked that it's not coming to you. Sex on the beach. Sex on the beach. Thank you, boy. Sex on the beach. Gosh, you're, you're right there, man. Sex on the beach. <laughs> Uh, you sound like what's his name? <laughs> uh, kind of like what was the guy on Perfect Strangers? Barky, 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 Barky. That's Kirk Schlichter's dog. Sack, son, Deb, each. Sack, son, the beach. <laughs> I don't know. Brady, I got it. Okay. Sex on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> You're right there. Sex on the beach. Sex on the beach. Put it in. Back it in the board. Sex on the beach. Sex on the beach. Sex on the beach. All of me, right? All of me. That's All amazing. of me. Lily Tomlin and Steve Martin. Back in the board. Hit it back in the board. Yeah, I thought for sure you had that one. You were. <laughs> yeah, you were right there, man. You were about in the water. <laughs> Story of my life. All right, Eric Brady. Oh. Mm. Let's top it off with a pop culture. Okay. Shown meant dis. Shown meant dis. Because he did me dead. Shown meant dis. Tremendous. Is showmendous? Is that like an urban dictionary word for like a tremendous show? Showmendous? Showmendous? No. Shown meant this. Oh. Shown meant this. Show meant this. Eric, I'm conceding. Shown meant this. Shown meant this. As soon as I say I officially concede, I think I might have it. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll give you a I hint. I guess you got it. I, I don't think you need me to give me the hint. Those dimples, though. I'll go faster. Sean Mendes. Sean Mendes. Sean Mendes. Sean Mendes. Yes. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, he is kind of a boy band pop well, exactly. bubblegum dude. <laughs> Eric? I don't have a 13-year-old daughter. <laughs> I've heard Those of Those dimples. Eric, you want to pick? Uh, Do it. Whatever, whatever the blue one is. Party. <laughs> Hug cup called sure. Hug cup called sure. Hug cup culture. Hug cup culture. Something culture. Uh, hug up culture. 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 
Hug up culture. Say yeah. by the bell. Hug up culture. Hug up culture. Hug up culture. <laughs> I don't hear these things when I. <laughs> I have when when we're done. I got I got a headache. I, I, I don't I don't know I don't know. Ray, you know? I think now I don't know if this is a thing. I'm only going by phonetics. So once again, I'm gonna, one of those urban hookup culture. Hookup culture, yes. All right, I'm gonna end it with a red one. <laughs> Whoever gets this one wins the game. Ready? Who gets to go first? Uh, Eric. Isle. <laughs> Hike, peg, bus, hike, and hot, done, high. I'll hike, peg, bus, hike, and hot, done, high. And I'm going to sit here saying these words into my microphone. I'm going to sound like an idiot. Because it's probably just right there and I can't. I'll I'll hike, peg, bus, and I, I'll hike, peg, bus, hike, and hot, done, high. I sound like some off a Chinese restaurant menu. I was going to say, I think you just ordered dinner. <laughs> do, do, you, uh, do you remember something about Mary when uh, when Matt Dillon's character said that he had been in Tibet? Yeah. And he, they called me Hong Dong Tai. Yeah. That, that's what it kind of like. I'll hike peg bus hike on Hong Dong Tai. Sure why you instantly get that accent. <laughs> Not I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I got it. Got nothing? I like Pigmas. Oh! I got it. You got it? Did you did you concede? Do I get a hint? So I could possibly get oh, this? Oh, whose was it? I I said I didn't know. I okay, okay. But then it. you said you didn't know. Then you all of a sudden <laughs> said I go got ahead, it. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I'll, give, I'll give a hint and see if Eric can get this. Uh, the hint, can't deny it's not oh, much of a hint. And I gotta go faster. I'll hike peg bus hiking hot done high. <laughs> it does nothing for me. I'll hike peg bus hiking hot done high. See, you got the accent too. I'll hike peg bus hiking hot done high. I'm shutting my eyes trying to hear it. I'll hike peg bus hiking hot done high. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got it. No, if I may, are you conceding? I'm conceding. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say it the incorrect Way, okay. but in the right cadence. I'll hike, peg, bus, hike a hot, done high. <laughs> I like big butts and I cannot lie. I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See, this is why I choose to host all the time. I, I knew good and well. Final score, <laughs> Brady, 12, Eric, Four. Exactly. Brady, you win nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you chose the box. You were so stupid. <laughs> What's uh, that? UHF? Yeah. Uh, all right. This Sp- guy. Spatula City. <laughs> sure, sure makes all low hot. <laughs> we Sorry. should have a we should have a podcast, an entire episode about the greatness that is UHF though. It's oh. a classic. Oh yeah. Oh my, that was fun. That <laughs> <laughs> was a better way to lift the spirits of this podcast after I dragged this down. Yeah, if you're not laughing at that, uh, if you're not amused by that, somewhat, I don't know what's wrong. With uh, yeah. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, listen to me going, okay, I got big. I'll hike big, bus hike and I think because I have a hearing loss, I could put bits and pieces of words together and my brain can be programmed a little bit. I think I might have a little yes. bit of an advantage yes. there. You're cheating. I'm cheating. Your hearing loss is a cheat. All right. Uh, thank you very much, gentlemen. Yes, um, sir. Again, the housekeeping duties here at the end. Uh, you can find us at anchor.fm backslash play it by ear podcast. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and the iHeartRadio app, and other places you can find most any other place you can find a podcast you can also find us on youtube so you can see this hilarity with your eyes as well as hear it with your ears um and those episodes will tend to to drop a little bit later than the the audio ones it takes a little bit more editing there but uh uh, be on the lookout for there go to our youtube channel become a subscriber so you can get uh emails telling you when those episodes will drop uh, also, you can find us on social media on Facebook. Search Play It By Ear Podcast. Also, find us on Twitter at Play it By Ear Pod 2. And again, you'll see all this above my head here. Uh, find us on Instagram, play underscore it underscore by underscore ear underscore podcast. The dancing ball. Yes, exactly. And uh, you can also email us at Play It By Ear Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. That was everything, wasn't it? Well, we are looking for a guest host, right? Yeah. So we, we've said it in the past. If you are interested in... You may be contacted, so... Yeah, if you're interested in being a guest host on the podcast, give us a, me- a text message, a voice message, a, an email. You know, let one of us know. Yes. Smoke signals. Smoke signals. Send a carrier pigeon. <laughs> yeah. That's a stool pigeon. Stool pigeon. <laughs> Wrong one. Send a musk deer. Musk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, if you're interested in that, also uh, leave us a voice message. There's a link at your provider. You can click on the link, leave us a voice message. We can put it right into the podcast if you so desire to do that. Some people don't like to have their voices heard, but uh, we would certainly like to hear that. But uh, any way possible, interact with us. And if you feel like it, you can. Uh, we need to get a. We need to get a physical address for the podcast. And people, I'll tell you what. I'll put one right up here. Yeah, it, we'll put a physical address up there. And if you if you feel like donating uh, a canned meat or some sort of product like that to our to, to our to table our, of fame to our table of fame, and we we've thought about or talked about having some uh, yes tasting. Yeah. There's some sampling of these goods. It's all fun and games till somebody sends a jar of loot fisk or something. <laughs> so we would be happy to, to receive any canned good or canned meat. Uh, this isn't like a canned food drive. I don't want you to think that. This is pretty much just for us to sit on the table. It actually works better back here. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, right by me. So, yeah. It would be pretty cool. Or any fan mail. If you want to send any fan mail. The, the old-fashioned way. Yeah. You earn it. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you a certain age will recognize that. All right, so uh, stay tuned for episode 26. Thank you for the first 25 episodes. Uh, thank you for being good earbuds. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website 
at anchor.fm backslash playitbyear podcast. Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.